Hey, what is going on? Welcome to the Cold Calling Podcast, Season 2, Episode 2. Guess who's back? Back again. It's your new host, Larry Long Jr. Happy to be here. I'm the CEO, that's Chief Energy Officer of LLJR Enterprises. Now, the Cold Calling Podcast is powered by my great friends at Monster Connect. Rawr! They are leveraging technology to deliver actual conversations. Can you hear me now? When we make cold calls, we actually want to speak to people. Yes, I got the banana phone. So they leverage technology to actually deliver live conversations for B2B sellers, connect with eight to 12 decision makers per hour. Yes, yes, you. Our hope is to provide insights from sales reps and sales leaders to help you to understand and succeed in your journey in sales. I'm honored to welcome today's guest, nationally and world-renowned top sales influencer, recognized by Salesforce as well as others. She's a trailblazing sales leader. She's my colleague. I'm honored and privileged to be a part of her hashtag hype squad, and I'm truly honored to call her my friend. Her resume and accomplishments would have us here all day and all night. So without further ado, let's give a warm Monster Connect welcome to CEO and founder of the National Association of Women Sales Professionals, Cynthia Barnes. Welcome, Cynthia. Hey, Larry. How, How you doing? You? I am doing great. Honored and truly privileged to have you here today on the Cold Calling Podcast. So without further ado, let's get started. I call this first segment, our who, our what, and our why. So I'm going to stack three questions, which I know in sales you're not supposed to do, but we're breaking rules. I want to know who you are. I also want to know what you do. And thirdly, I want to know why do you do it? The microphone, the gold mic for a gold person is all yours, Cynthia. The who, what, and why. I am a grateful being, first and foremost. Gratitude is what I lead with. That's who I am, Cynthia Barnes, keynote speaker. What I am, I think I already covered that. The why, the why is is deep. Do we have time? And can I go deep, Larry? Please do. Please do. So let's go back a few years. And I grew up in a sundown town. Do you know what a sundown town is, Larry? Uh, I know that when the sun goes down, you're you're behind. Better be uh, inside somewhere. Exactly. Yes. So a sundown town, for those listening who don't know what a sundown town is, it's a it's a town that has signs on the outskirts as you're entering the town that say, no insert inward black folks allowed past sundown. So there used to be a TV show, a Western, where the, the man would say, don't let the sun go down on you in my town. They really exist. So my family and I moved moved to this town um, in central Indiana way back in the day. And we were the only black family. Challenging as it was, I adapted because I, I knew nothing else. My mother, however, an educated black woman, worked at a local factory, one of the big three, and she was a supervisor of the skills trade skills 
skilled tradesmen and their tools were expensive and they were held in this 10 by 10 cage under lock and key. So anytime one of the men, one of her subordinates needed a tool, she would have to get out her keys and go into the cage to get the tool. No problem. This one time he asked for a tool. She went into the cage. They locked the cage behind her and she thought nothing of it until she heard them laughing. So she turned around and said, what's so funny? Her whole team was white men. She, as the black woman, turned around, saw them laughing, and they had placed a sign on the cage after they locked her in that said, don't feed the monkeys. Oh. And my mother, strongest woman I've ever met, comes home one day and that day, and she is upset, visibly upset. And I've never seen her so upset. So I asked her, she said, it's nothing. But after some prodding, I got her to tell me what happened. And the rage and the embarrassment and the sadness I felt stay with me to this day. It wasn't fair that my mother had to endure that on a daily basis. Things like that, that, that overt racism and the discrimination, the misogyny. But on a deeper level, I think about what she had to endure on a daily basis so that I could go to school, so that I could have food on the table and a roof over my head, so that I could go to the best universities and have the best education. Because as parents, as you know, Larry, you want to do everything in your power to make sure that your kids have it better than you. So that not necessarily that their path is challenge free, but if you can lower some of those barriers, because of who you are and who you know, then you do. And that's exactly what my mother was doing for me. So when people ask why I'm an advocate for women and a staunch advocate for those who look like me, it's because my mother is one for me. She endured the unthinkable so that I could have a great life or at least a great start. So I tell people success really isn't an option for me. It's my duty. So that's the why. That, that is powerful. That is powerful. And when you talk about your staunch advocating for women, you do it the best. You are the best mm -hmm. that's doing it. And now there's that understanding behind why, that why behind it. Thank you so much for sharing that. And, and we're going to get deep. We're, we're going to start off at the surface. But okay. now we're going to dig in deep. So I'm going to throw a, a little softball. I think they call it. I got my baseball bat. I, I know you're going to knock this out of the ballpark. I just want to understand. I'm going to stack questions again. I got two of okay. them. Number one, what's your definition of sales? How do you define sales? And then number two, I want to get your thoughts around cold calling. Sales and cold calling. Sales is nothing more than influencing decision makers to say yes. That's it. So whether I'm talking to a CEO and I want him or her to buy something from me, or if it's my 11-year-old niece explains to me why she needs a brand new phone, somebody's going to influence someone to say yes. That's all sales is. To answer your question about cold calling, I used to make 125 to 135 cold calls a day. To say that I hate cold calling is the biggest understatement in the world, but it's necessary. Do I like it? Nah. 
do I prefer to do anything like root canal or colonoscopy instead of it? Yeah. But there's a time and a place for it. It is what it is. I want to hear about that. 120. Was that your introduction to cold calling? And how how did you get introduced to cold calls? Man, they said, you know what? Here's the phone. Here's your lead list. Smile and dial. And I thought, okay. I had no script. I didn't know what to do. But I realized that if you know your buyer with granularity and specificity, those psychographics and those demographics, not just who they are, like Bob, 29 years old, this, this, and this, but why he buys the, 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 his goals, his values, his dreams, his objections to the sale, then it's a lot easier to craft your messaging to keep him on the phone, i.e. don't get hung up on. So a lot of my cold calling experience was with men. And one thing I know about the majority of men is that they like sports. So I was listening and watching to sports podcasts and watching sports center every single day. So I would get on the phone and I would try to come up with a commonality. Hey, what's your favorite sport? And by golly, If it was tennis, then I was talking about tennis. If it was basketball, I was talking about the latest draft. I wanted to be relatable. And first of all, they didn't expect a woman to know the intricacies of sports. So that was my edge. I used my identity as a strength. That's amazing. Now you talked about knowing your buyer understanding your buyer. What are some other key skills? I I love how you were able to relate to your buyers, your prospects who became clients. What are some of the other top skills that someone needs to have success in cold calling? I think it's knowing the formula. And the formula is M times M equals R. And if you go back to ninth grade algebra, I know they told you you'd never need it, but here we are again. Ninth grade algebra, anything in an algebraic equation set to zero means the result or the, the, it's bust. It's the equation is gone. So the first M in M times M equals R is your message. What do you say to get your prospect to call you back, to stop the scroll, to answer an email? That messaging has got to resonate with them. The second M in M times M equals R is your media. Where do you place that message? Are you going to place it on a billboard, on the radio station, television station, Facebook ad? So the message that gets them to stop the scroll has to be put in the right spot for them to even see it. So the message times the media equals the result. Going back to algebra, if either one of those is off, the result is going to be zero. The only way you know how to craft the right cold calling script, the right email, the right it LinkedIn message is to, to know them, the psychographics and the demographics. You have to know what they're, what makes them tick. So if you're calling on chief marketing officers, what I would do would be to find a job description of a CMO. And I would look at their KPIs, their key performance indicators. What is it that they are judged on? What is their annual review going to be based on? You want to find out how that relates to your product or service. You want it to be so compelling 
not convincing, but compelling, so that when your buyer goes into the bar for a happy hour and he sees his friends and they say, Larry, we haven't seen you in a while. How you been? Larry, you take and you slam down your craft beer and you say, you'll never guess what. I was able to do this. Whatever the this is that relates to your product or service, that's what you need to focus on. Wow. And that's I'm, it. I'm taking notes as you speak, Cynthia, because I'm I'm a constant learner and you are just dropping knowledge and gems. M times M equals R, making sure your message, making sure your media is going to drive those results. I love it. I love it. Now, we all know that sales, life, cold calling is tough. Yes. How do you stay? How do you? I want to know you, Cynthia Barnes. How do you stay motivated when you get beat over the head over and over and get rejected in those 120 phone calls? Because I would I know it's not safe to assume, but I'm going to assume that not everyone was happy to receive your call. How do you get over that? Number one, I have great bounce back ability. I am able to take lemons and make limoncello, period, point blank. Second of all, I don't take anything personally. They don't know me well enough to reject me because if they knew me well enough and knew how fabulous I was, they would buy whatever I'm selling. So the third thing is motivation is BS, right? If I can motivate you, I can demotivate you. Your why has to be big enough that those 125 rejections that you face every day don't deflate you. And in sales, this is the only job I know where you get up and you go, 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 and you get rejected nine times out of 10, and you wake up tomorrow to go do the same insane thing again. I don't understand us. I love us, but as salespeople, we're gluttons for punishment. If you rely on motivation, you'll never make it. You'll never make it. So I have tools and systems. James Clear says you don't rise to the level of your goals. You fall to the level of your systems. So I have a book. And in my book, it's called I Want That. So in my book, I write down everything that I see that I want. Ooh, I like that Maserati over there. Blue? Yeah, I think I will. Ooh, that's a nice watch. I think I'll add that to the list. So on those days when I don't want to cold call or I don't want to reach out and I just want to go and watch Law and Order marathons back to back, I look at my I want that book and I say, you know what? I really do want that. Let me go make some cold calls. I also, that's one system. And then I also have a picture of my family on the, on my wall. Wow. Wow. My ancestors and yours too have some of the strongest DNA of anyone. We are made of the DNA of ancestors who made it. They endured the unthinkable so that you and I could be here. Wouldn't it be a slap in the face for us to just be mediocre? Right? We've got to take a look at legacy. Your children are looking to you to see what's possible. 
What's possible? Nothing brings me more joy than when my 11-year-old niece tells my mom, her grandmother, well, auntie says, if I'm willing to sacrifice and work hard, I can be who I want, wherever I want, whatever I want. Wow. Right? Yeah, people are watching, your kids are watching. So it's part of that why that that they, they say there's if the dream is big enough, the facts don't count. You've got to dig deep and find your why. That's what is going to propel you, not motivate you, because motivational is conditional. It's snowing outside. I'm not going to run. Right? But if I am committed, I'll run come hell or high water because I'm committed not just motivated. Oh, I love that. I love that. And that visual of your family picture as your why. I yeah. want that. You sharing your systems. Thank you for that. I'm going to dig a little bit deeper. You mentioned something and I've, I've been watching you, Cynthia. Bounce, bounce back ability. I, I don't even know if I can spell that. But I do know I want to hear more about that because I know you're an expert on bounce back ability. Tell our folks that are listening, that are watching this right now, they're going through some sh some some sh some stuff. I, I think yeah. HR is watching me, so I got to watch my mouth. Yes, what please. is bounce yes, back ability? Bounce back ability, number one, can only be acquired through adversity. Wow. You can't have bounce back ability if you haven't been through some stuff, right? We get to choose if the stuff we go through what go through breaks us or builds us it's a choice it's a mindset we're all going to have challenges trials and tribulations how you deal with it sets you up for your next success or not so when i talk about bounce back ability it's the ability to take those lemons and make limoncello. And I'm not talking about birds and sunshine and puppy dogs breath and all. It's not going to be all fun. What I'm talking about is taking your pain and turning it into purpose. Why is it that you went through that? So that you don't make the same mistake again, hopefully. So that you can help someone else get through a tough time. So that you can develop the empathy necessary to relate to people. Whatever it is, you may not know for years why you go through a certain situation, but if you have the right mindset of, okay, there's purpose in the pain, I choose to use this as a learning opportunity to get better, to be better, because that's what life's about. It's about growth. So that's oh. what bounce back ability is. Oh, I love it. And that's so critical and key to our listeners that are going through some adversity right yes. now, where it's not all rainbows and sunshine and unicorns. Mm -hmm. I love that. Now, let me get into a tactical question. Sure. Voicemail or no voicemail to leave or not to leave? That is the question. What are your thoughts on? Should I leave a voicemail? If it's value added, yes. But if you're calling to circle back, I'm following up, wanting to see how your day is going, you won't get a return. If your voicemail leads me to want to pick up the phone the next time I see you on my caller ID, 
then it's valuable. And it's a system. You've got to tie your email into the value to the voicemail, to the LinkedIn message. Are you calling just to fill up my box or are you going to help me get my KPIs under control? Are you going to help me become the rock star that I want to be? If not, get out the way. <laughs> Move. Get out the <laughs> way. <laughs> now, now, I love that. You talk about the system of tying the messages for the voicemail into the email, into the LinkedIn. What do you recommend folks use in addition to the phone? You've already said phone email, LinkedIn, are there any other, I guess you would call it media uh, ways to connect with our prospects? So I put a post on LinkedIn about going back to the basics. As a sales professional, you were hired to close deals, to build relationships, to make connections, to bring the value that one can't get by just Googling. And, and, and let me give you an example. Larry, let's say, what is your biggest challenge right now in your personal life? Well, I mean, don't get too personal, but you know. Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll keep it real. It's the finances. Hey, must be the money. Okay. Are you talking about cash flow or are you talking about budgeting? Uh, all the above. <laughs> but let's say, right let's, let's say cash flow right now. Okay, cash yeah. flow. So you can Google, how do I increase my cash flow? And you will get 15 billion trillion results on Google, right? Yeah. Right. You can try one this month. You can try one next month and go on and on and on. But what if I called you because I'm looking at your LinkedIn posts and I'm looking at your Facebook posts and I'm looking at your tweets and your threads and your Instagram. And I, hmm, Larry, I have a proven system that can show you how to 10X your cash flow in the next three months. My number is area code, blah, 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 blah. I look forward to hearing from you. I'm not gonna ask you any questions because I know what you need. You want to increase cash flow. The only reason you would call me back is because I've tap dance on something that hurts. That's right. And you have a need. Right. I've also given you credibility. I have a proven success system that'll tell that to give you what you need. Why wouldn't you call me back? Just curiosity, right? That's right. Just curiosity. Now I'm going to follow up with, I'm going to give you a, a guide on three things you can do to increase your cash flow this month. As a sales professional, you are only going to pay me if I can give you results that you can't Google. That's right. Period, point blank. And if I can't do that, if I can't come up with a systemized and, and customized program for Larry Long Jr. to increase his cash flow, then you don't need me. I'm wasting time. Oh, that's spot on. Now, you mentioned Google. And I remember you and I sitting at St. Augustine University. You, you, you had the boot because you were kicking some kicking some behind and taking yes. names yes. and you shared with me, you said, Larry, chat GPT, you need to explore. You need to get on it. And I got to yes. say, thank you because thank you're you. absolutely, you were absolutely correct. I want to know 
What role do you think technology plays in the cold calling, the sales landscape today? And what's kind of your pulse? What do you think? What do you kind of project in the future it's going to look like? Oh, can I be honest with you? Yes, please. <laughs> so I have a love-hate relationship with ChatGPT. On the one hand, it can spit out knowledge and give me things that I never thought of. I ask it questions like, hey, I'm going to give you a question and I want you to respond with questions to help me refine the prompt. So we go through about an hour of back and forth, back and forth, and I get a really good prompt. The challenge with that is junk in, garbage in, garbage out. If I put garbage into chat GPD, I'm going to get garbage out. We do not know as a, as a society how to ask the right questions. That's right. That's right. Tools like ChatGPT, AI, are making an already lazy sales force even lazier. So I put a post about getting back to the basics. The majority of sellers I know rely too much on technology, on automation. They want things to be quick and easy. You and I both know that back in the day, and I'm going to go there, we met our buyers for coffee. We handed out, we exchanged business cards at events. We developed relationships. We knew that the true ROI was the ROR, the return on the relationship. People don't develop relationships anymore. They want to send a LinkedIn message and say, well, why didn't they buy from me? Boo-boo, you do not show up on a first date in your wedding dress. Slow down. Build the relationship. People want instant gratification, and that is not sales. That is not sales. So, yes, I love AI. I think it's great. It's, um, but I also think it's, it's dangerous because it makes us even lazier. And not to mention the fact that it does not take cultural considerations into the equation. It doesn't. Wow. That's powerful. That's deep right there. We're going to take a quick trip back to the future. We're okay. going to go back. If you could go back, Cynthia, and speak to younger Cynthia, mm. what would you tell younger Cynthia around cold calling, around sales what what would you whisper in young Cynthia Barnes ear I would whisper to her and remind her that she is the magic product or service doesn't matter you are the magic you are the one that develops the relationship to get them to buy that's it second thing I would tell her stop trying to get to the top of the leaderboard when you compare yourself to the top of the leaderboard, that's as good as you get. When you create your own number, then you start to see what's possible. If the leaderboard and the top person had $2 million in, in quota revenue commission and you get to $2 million and $1, then you're only $1 better than the next person. What if you set your sights on $4 million? Then you set the standard. And the third thing I would tell her, stop dreaming so small. I would tell her that even though in life you're going to create some magical and, and incredible things and be a trailblazer, 
but be careful because you don't want to get to the end of your life, Cynthia, and have St. Peter say, you know what, Cynthia, you've done some really great things, but would you like to know what the heavens had planned for you? And then Peter pulls back this gold velvet curtain and says, here's what we had planned for you. And you look at all the things that you were too scared or you doubted yourself or you passed up opportunities and you think, why did I play so small? So those are the things, three things that I would tell a younger me. Wow. Thank you for sharing that because someone needs to hear that right now, that they are the one, they are the magic yes. that they need to go ahead and create their own number and stop comparing to someone else. Be mm. the best that you can be, which mm -hmm. rolls into dreaming big. big. No, that's not big enough. Bigger. Big. Yes. I love it. I love it. Now that leads me to the impact that you're having with the NAWSP. I want to hear some additional background, some additional details. How did you come about to forming this organization? Where did it start? Because I know how robust is it, it is. And I know that my numbers are probably off. The last time I, I heard you had over 15,000 members. Tell yes. me some details about the National Association of Women Sales Professionals. Well, um, we provide our members with training and coaching and development created by women for women. And the reason that's important is because growing up as a new salesperson, I didn't have bona fide sales training. I was reading books and listening to audio programs and going to conferences and everything really didn't fit my personality. So when you have and typically those programs were created by men for men at a time when men made up the entire sales force. Nothing wrong with them. I got to the top 1% using them with a few tweaks. But I wanted to know how much faster could women reach the top 1% if we had sales approaches that address the unique challenges we face while amplifying our innate strengths. So that's what I I that was my hypothesis when I started NAWSP. And we are wildly successful, but we want to take it further. We are launching the NAWSP Sales Inclusion Certificate Program, where we have a rubric. Companies apply, and we are going to gauge them based upon their inclusivity of their sales department. So after we put them through the judging process, we will award them either a bronze, silver, or gold medal, a badge, to let other people from historically excluded groups know that this company is gold certified for inclusivity on their sales department. It's gonna be, it's a game changer. It is going to be a game changer. Wow. Wow. That's strong right there. And I congratulate you. If you don't mind sharing, I think you've got a big event that's coming. Do tell. What's your event that's coming up in Chi-Town? Ah, yes. We have the Professional Women's Symposium in Chicago coming up. Um, 
sponsored by Hyatt. We're going to have speakers and we're going to have food and frosty beverages, whichever one you like. And we're going to learn, network, and then talk about overcoming the challenges that we face and celebrating our successes. Wow, that's amazing. Cynthia, I got to tell you from the bottom of my heart, the community that you formed, the resources, the training, the certifications, uh, the coaching, the development, the growth opportunities that you're providing to so many is simply inspiring. It's uh, it's heartwarming. And uh, I want to give you your flowers right now. There's no need to wait. I want to give you your flowers. I hope you accept them. I because do. You, you are a just a, a beacon of light, uh, a role model to so many, so many you don't even know. That's me. <laughs> that that you're just uh, amazing. So thank you for that, and thank I encourage you. you to keep shining bright. Now I've got a question, and this is personal. Yeah. As a male, how can I? What actions can I take to be an ally to oh. support? women in sales, those sales professionals and leaders, what can I do? Thank you so much for asking because there are men out there who want to be allies. I'm going to tell you this from the bottom of my heart. Thank you. And the greatest asset, the best way that you can help us is to get out of the way. A lot of times Men want to lead women where they think they should go. I'm going to help you. I'm going to pave a path for you. How about you stand beside me and walk with me rather than leading me? Because when you lead me, all people see is you with me following behind you. Walk next to me. Be my partner. Be my ally, not my guide. That's what you can do. Wow. All the folks in the back that might not have heard that, to all the gentlemen, move, get out the way. You don't, you don't need to lead. No. You need to walk beside, be yes. that support beside. Thank you so much, Cynthia. That, that's, that answers my question right there. I love it. From your observation, you, you've seen a lot, but how has the sales landscape changed from the time that you entered, making 120 ice cold calls to what you're seeing now, what you're hearing, that post, the beat on the street, what have the changes been? And specifically around women in the workplace, women in sales, are we making progress? And what do we do to expedite the progress? And the reason why I ask, it's selfish. It's my nine-year-old daughter, Lucia, who will be 10 in the fall. I want to make sure that she has a, a better opportunity, a better experience. So I just want to know from your experience, what, what's changed? And I'm going to double up again. What can we do to make sure that the changes continue at a faster rate? There is a lot of change and there's a lot of staying the same. So there are two schools of thought when it comes to leadership. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Nothing wrong with that. We work with companies who believe if it's not perfect, keep working. That is the future of the sales profession. There are a lot of people who 
deliver lip service and say, we want things to change. But when it comes down to doing the hard work, they're unwilling. They're unwilling. The fish stinks from the head. So if your leadership is only develop it, delivering lip service, it's evident. So one thing leaders can ask themselves if they are part of the change or part of the status quo is, would my insert female relative, daughter, niece, sister, mother, would they thrive on my sales team? If the answer is no, there's an opportunity to examine why. Wow. I am encouraged by women every single day who say, I'm going to buck the status quo and I'm going to demand the change that I want to see. We've got women interviewing, asking the hard questions like, what's the attrition rate for the women on your team? How many people do you have from under, underrepresented populations on your team? How many people are on your leadership team that look like me? They're asking hard questions. They're going into their HR department and asking to see policies and procedures that protect them from buyers, prospects, and customers who sexually harass them. Nine times out of 10, a company will have a policy in place that protects internal customers or internal uh, personnel. But no companies, maybe 1%, have a policy that says if you work for us and your potential buyer harasses you, we will not do business with that company. I've seen CEOs actually get on the phone with each other saying, you know what, you're, we tried to prospect you and your employee is a bad actor. And as much as we want to do business with you, we won't. Wow. That tells the women on your team, you know what, I got you. I got your back. If your company's not willing to do that for you, go where you're celebrated, not where you're tolerated. Say that one more time for the folks in the back that might not have heard that. Go where you are celebrated, not where you are tolerated. You have to respect yourself enough to walk away, run away from anything that does not grow you, serve you, or make you happy. Life is too short. Oh, I love it. I love it. Now, in addition, if I'm a woman in sales, I'm making cold calls, I've got a quota, things are tough. In addition to, to, to joining NAWSP, what else should I do to set myself up for success? I want to I wanna have success. In the words of the great Les Brown, I'm hungry. Hungry. Got to be hungry. I love Les Brown. <laughs> I met him for the first time in Orlando at the uh, NSA Influence Conference. Yes. Absolutely amazing. I met him 20 years ago in D.C. and changed my life. So if you, Larry, let me ask you a question. Yes. Let's say that you are on trial for a crime you didn't commit. You have to find a lawyer, right? You've got two choices. You can go to lawyer A who had, and you go to his office and there's no books. You ask him, how many CEUs did you get this year? And he says, ah, I'm believing conferences. 
Professional development, not for me. But I graduated at the top of my class. Then there's lawyer B. May not have graduated at the top of her class, but she studies the law. She goes to conferences to learn about the legal changes. She associates and networks with people so that she can get better. She takes in audio programs, books, journals, everything she can on the legal profession. Who do you want standing up next to you, defending you and your freedom? A student of the game all day, every day. All day, every day. I don't care if you're looking for a tax accountant, you're looking for a doctor, a lawyer, yeah. you and your life, if it's important to you, mean that you will choose the person who studies. If you are calling yourself a sales professional and you don't study, then you're just playing. You are just playing sales professional. If you clock out at the end of the day and say, you know what, I'm done. This is not a McDonald's shift. Pick up a book, listen to a podcast, go to a conference every 90 days. You work in a profession where you get kicked in the teeth every single day. Statistics show that if you don't surround yourself by positive people every 90 days, you'll never make it. So if you are serious about the profession of sales, and I walk around with you with a notebook and I catalog every single thing that you do, what I write down better show that you're serious. I love it. Student of the game. Yes. Always looking for opportunities to learn, to grow, to be a true professional. Yes. Spoken from the best for the best. Well, we're coming close to landing the plane, but I've got a few more questions and then we got a little bonus, a little curveball at the end. But what do you think we can do to encourage more women to pursue a career in sales? Mm. Show them the benefits of a career in sales. Show them that with a sales background, it sets you up for success. I don't know any CEOs who are not good sales professionals. Again, you're just influencing decision makers to say yes. So if you show women the benefits, how they get to call their own shots, how they get to make as much money as they want, and then show them what they can do with that money, because not everybody wants tangible things. Some people want the freedom and the flexibility of of having $250,000 in the bank. They get to call the shots and do what they want. Some people wanna give back. I don't know anybody who's broke, who says, you know what? I'm gonna help out this homeless shelter, but I don't have any money. You gotta have money to help others, whether it's giving them money or giving them your time. So when you show someone that the benefits of being a sales professional are so big and they can get whatever they want out of life, then and only then will they do the work to achieve the success. But that's not how we present it. We present it like, oh, you gotta make 125 calls, cold calls a day. I don't even pick up my phone when my mother calls. Why would, why would anybody want to make 125 cold calls a day? How about we rephrase that? You get 125 opportunities a day to interact with some really great people and to learn about them. 
You get to develop relationships with people you would never meet in the world. You get to broaden your connections, broaden your horizons. But no, we want to talk about you got to pick up the phone and smile and dial. Who wants that? I don't. That's right. And I'm going to throw a curveball on the curveball because part of the show is supposed to be traditional podcast. A part is me making cold calls. And for this episode, I was going to cold call you. But I know if you're not picking up for for Mama Barnes, you're not going to pick up for Larry Long Jr. So we're going to drop the mic on that. Cynthia, I cannot thank you enough. Where can people find you? Where can they connect with you to get some more of your brilliance and just the gems of knowledge that you have? Where can we find you? LinkedIn. LinkedIn. Please connect with me on LinkedIn. There's no such I love it. There's no such thing as a bad connection. And I am here for all of it. I am here to receive all the goodness. Larry, if you offered me value, I would pick up the phone, but you gotta you gotta show me the value. I gotta work on my game. I'm gonna take the psychographics, the demographics, my messaging, everything that I learned from you. I'm gonna go back to the drawing board and I'm gonna give it a shot and I'll share with our listeners, our viewers, how that goes. Cynthia, any last parting shots before we wrap? I want your listeners to know they are capable of so much more than they imagine. And the great thing about believing in yourself is that when you get to a goal, you can then see another goal and another one and another one. My word of 2023 is possibility. It's possible. And when I have those moments of doubt, I simply ask myself, why not me? So I want your listeners to ask themselves whenever they have that doubt, why not me? And to remember, the U.S. Treasury prints money every single day. So go get yours. <laughs> I love it. What a way to end. Thank you so much from the bottom of my heart, Cynthia. From our viewers, our listeners, we say thank you again. Thank you for tuning in to the Cold Calling Podcast powered by Monster Connect focused on leveraging technology so that you can have those conversations so that you're not getting those dead ends of voicemail after voicemail. You're able to establish those relationships. Please make sure to tune in next Wednesday at 12 o'clock noon, one o'clock noon Eastern, 10 o'clock AM Pacific time for our next guest, sales leader, Nathan Bird, the Birdman. Let's give it up a warm round of applause for Cynthia Barnes. Thank you so much, Cynthia. We'll see you later. Bye now. Bye-bye.